I want to talk about the point that many people, I think, are missing in spirituality. I call it the blind spot. If you don't see your blind spot, your so-called awakenings are in fact something that's just in your head. can be great, can be amazing even, but it's only a partial thing. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you what that blind spot is and how it can completely change your life once you find it. Because it's right there within you. We are in the middle of a spiritual revolution and we know we need to change. But what are the secrets to spiritual growth and awakening? How do you get rid of the false beliefs and dogmas that no longer serve you? How do you see through your own spiritual BS? I'm Alex Vagale, aka the Dutch Taoist, and welcome to my podcast. So I was doing Kriya Yoga for so many years and... Still, I had a few problems. I talked about that in the first two episodes. I was out of balance, to say the least. Unhappy. I had these deep samadhi experiences. I could not integrate them into my life. And, you know, I looked around and I saw other people in my community, my spiritual community. You know, they had the smile on their face and the bliss. and But it wasn't real. It was not a real smile. It was... You know, a lot of unprocessed emotions there. But uh, let's not get into that right now. Um, I was unhappy. I was out of balance. And then something happened that completely shook up my world, my view on spirituality, and it all happened in one conversation. It was a game changer, as they call it. And that was when I visited a Taoist teacher for the first time. You know, I was, I was you know, pretty nervous. I, I knew Taoists work a lot with sexual energy. I was kind of interested in that, and I wanted to learn more about that, but it, you know, it, it scared the hell out of me. I had just uh, like you know, visions of orgies and people completely losing themselves in sexual desires and etc. which uh, you know probably said more about me than about anyone else. So I, I rang the doorbell and he let me in. Seemed like a normal guy, friendly. His name was Marcel Gazendam, if you want to pronounce it in Dutch. You know, uh, in English it would be like Marcel uh, Gazendam, I don't know. He was a Dutch teacher in Amsterdam. We sat down, we drank a little tea, and I told him you know, about some of my problems. <laughs> and he said something that I completely did not understand. He said, Oh, Alex, you're doing it the other way around. Your path starts with the end. And now you realize your meditation has no real foundation. You know, that's that's why you come here. But it's okay. Most people make that mistake. I was like, what? I was no I had no idea what he was talking about, you know. So he explained. And you know, he, he just drew this on a chart for me, and it was like, I, I never thought of it that way, never saw the world in that way. He says, there's different kinds of spirituality, and I totally agree with him now, so this is also how I see it now. And he said, each kind of spirituality specializes in one kind of experience or outcome. So the first group, uh, you could say, focuses on the mind, the mental clarity, the insights, 
and let's for instance the Zen tradition. And many and there's many other paths like that. Advaita Vedanta and some of the Buddhist traditions focus on emptiness, which is to a great extent extent a mental thing. I would say even Eckhart Tolle is in this group, you know, the mind group, the head group. And although most of these traditions or teachers, they don't deny the other areas of spirituality, but their main focus is on the head. And then we have the group that focuses on the heart. You know, uh, Christianity, for instance, it's, it's clearly about love and compassion, opening your heart to, to everything around you. And some of the Buddhist paths are in this category. Not all of them, you know, but uh, compassion is a big thing with many Buddhists. And it's great. You know, I've learned so much from so many Buddhists about opening my heart. And so I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking that down or anything. It's just that's the, 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 the part they focus on is the heart. Some of the Western paths that focus on therapy and emotions, it's mostly about the heart. For instance, uh, the Diamond Approach, which is a great school, great teachers. I, I read all the books that Almas, uh, one of the you know the main, the founder of the Diamond Approach. I read all his books. It's mainly about the heart. And just look around you. You know, most of the people, either heart or head, either more emotional. You know, focused on love and their meditation, focused on compassion, or you know, integrating all kinds of emotional growth. Or you see people you could call head people. They are trying to get that mental clarity. And then there's the third group, and that group works with energy or chakras. And that's why you have the yogis, for instance. Many yoga paths they include the body and all of the chakras, you know, the spine with the seven chakras. You start at the bottom and you end at the top. But once the meditation gets deeper, these yogis also, they start focusing on the crown chakra, which was ha what happened in Kriya Yoga. You know, they focus mainly in the head. And some of them, they have an inclination more towards emotion and love, and they focus more on the heart. So even yogis, you know, they work with energy and chakras, chakras, but many of them fall into these two categories, head, heart. And, you know, Western people, they are mostly head people. We, are, we have strong mental energy. And we've learned to deal with emotions as well in, this, in the 20th century with the psychology, etc., etc. So we like to focus on the head or the heart. And you never hear someone say, no, no, my main focus in my spiritual path is on the first chakra, you know? You never hear that because that's the lower part of the chakras. You know, that's, it's, it's all about the end goal, the seventh chakra or the sixth chakra. That's what they talk about. So mainly in our spirituality, we like to focus on the higher chakras, the subtle stuff. But, you know, if you're already a head person, and you're going to focus even more on your head. Now, that's where the imbalance starts. That's what my problem was. Uh, we're focused so much on the end result. And 
we read so many books about enlightenment and it's all a mental thing. It's a mental universe. So, and then Marcel, uh, he pointed out how Taoists see these things. He said, Alex, you have to start at the beginning. Otherwise, you don't have a foundation. And I said, well, where do I begin then? Because I, I saw myself as this really advanced yogi and I was, you know, uh, where do I begin, uh, Marcel? Tell me, please. He said, well, we start in the belly. That's where the blind spot is. And in spirituality, the last place on earth you would look for enlightenment probably is deep inside your own body, right? Deep in, inside your belly. But if you don't start there, it's like building a house on quicksand. It's never going to work. The belly is where the physical energy is. It's In fact, it's the only place in the body where you can safely store energy. You cannot store energy in your heart because you're going to have a heart attack. And you can't store energy in your head because you're going to have brain hemorrhage. You store energy, you can store it in your belly. And in Taoism, we call it the lower Dan Chen. So Marcel said, you know, if you want to train with me, we start in the belly. <laughs> I can tell you, I did not want to hear this message. I did not want to do that. You know, he started doing an exercise with me, uh, very simple. It's all about simplicity with Taoists, right? Just rubbing your belly. I, I thought it was ridiculous. You know, I thought, you know, this guy is nuts. How am I going to leave here as soon as possible without offend offending this guy? That's what I was, thought, was thinking. But I did have to admit, you know, that it didn't sound that stupid. Because usually after deep meditations, and I didn't understand this. I never understood that. Is after I had a deep meditation in Kriya Yoga, usually I was exhausted. Exhausted. And... Marcel said, well, that's because you don't have any energy to work with in your belly. You don't have a foundation. I thought, oh my God, you know, rubbing my belly. I was, you know, an advanced yogi that was completely beneath me and my spiritual, you know, accomplishments. It's ridiculous. But I, you know, I couldn't just leave. So I, you know, started just uh, rubbing my belly. And amazing, so glad I did that because it felt pretty, pretty good, you know. It actually felt like my body was saying, it was like a sigh of relief. It was like, you know, water in the desert. It, it felt like, and it sounds maybe soft, but it felt like coming home because your body is your home. And if you deny it, you're not home. You're not where you're supposed to be. My body was telling me that this is what I need desperately. So I was hooked from the very first day. Could not stop doing it. You, know, you build up your energy in your belly, it will automatically flow over to your heart in a very natural way. It's natural. You don't have to force the energy. You don't have to force forcefully open your heart of doing head stuff. You know, if you 
have energy in the belly, it will flow over to your heart. And when the energy has filled your heart and opened your heart, it will naturally flow over into your head and you will experience bliss. But the foundation is in the belly and the energy will also, also you know, return to the belly in the Taoist practice. So that's your blind spot. And and let's be honest, we're a bit of we're a bit scared of that blind spot, aren't we? In the Christian tradition, the body is evil. And even my guru, Paramansa Hariharananda, he was from India, he was a pretty broad minded guy. He called the body the devil's kingdom. Everything beneath the sixth chakra was the devil's kingdom. But you know, I I thought that's it doesn't add up, does it? Because if the whole world is divine, which is what they all are saying, then the body is divine. And to deny the body, your body, is to deny everything. Who you are, you know? Deny who you are deep down. Now think about this. Do you recognize this? Have you completely accepted your body Or do you see it as something that you're disconnected from? Many people, they can even feel their body. If you say, let's go into the belly, let's go deep inside your body, most people, they cannot even feel what's happening there. So if you're disconnected from your body, that's huge. That's a huge question to ask yourself. And if you have awakening experiences, but you don't actually integrate them into your body, which was, you know, that happened to me, then I'm sorry to say, but that's not that's not a real awakening. That's just head stuff. It's great. It's amazing. And you see things very clearly, but it's just in your head. Not integrating your body in your spirituality, that's where the spiritual bypassing starts. But that's a whole different topic. You know, Taoism is all about accepting every part of yourself, every part of the universe, nature, everyone around you, but it starts with your body. So today I wanted to talk about you know aligning head, heart, and belly, but uh, and what ha- and what happens when you start doing that. But I wanted to tell you this story first before I can get into that because once you start aligning these three things, uh things will change in your life. So in the next episodes, uh, episode, I want to talk about why we are so afraid of the body. Why is that? What's in there? What's inside your body that you're so afraid of that you can't even feel it? You completely shut down. And we'll get into the alignment of these uh, three, you know, the head, heart, and belly. So please tune in next time. Thanks so much for listening and you can subscribe to this podcast or leave a comment on one of the platforms. That would be great. Thank you very much. Bye.